This is Canvas. Good day, people. I want to welcome you to Canvas with Michael Durant. This episode, I hope, will be a heed, a possible warning, but a lot of insight to help you truly dive in to some things that are at a pivotal point, a tipping point, I might say, which I'm calling the habit loop. As time progresses in this particular day and age with lockdowns and viruses, there's something that we are also doing behind the scenes that I want to make aware. Hopefully it could help you and inspire you to truly take a snapshot, a look at what you are doing to your programming. In this episode, I want to welcome you to The Habit Loop. We'll be right back. You're listening to Canvas with Michael Durant, a podcast for fellow flow seekers, visioneers, optimizers, and doers just like you. We're taking life's big journey together by doing and building lives and businesses that makes an impact. I'd like to personally welcome you to Canvas. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Canvas. You know, in today's time, there are some things that I think if we really stop and take a mental note of our actions, our actions every single day, you know that we are creatures of habit. And when you are a creature of habit, this is a part of your nature. You have to be sure you know how to use it as a superpower and not allow it to become your kryptonite. See, every single day we wake up and we have a routine. A lot of times we are trying to figure out how to get better, but in the process of getting better, we have to learn our ways, learn and figure out what is triggering us, what causes us to do the things that we really don't want to do, but we kind of do it anyway. And we look up and we say, why am I still here? Well, we have habit loops. And as I said, if you can recognize it, if you can guide it, you can become a greater person. That's the only thing that really keeps us from ever truly being the, the person, the business owner, the athlete that we really want to be. Because the true I would say masters of this are the ones that are able to make discipline stronger than basic routines, if that makes sense. So when we look at the habit loop, the first thing you got to understand is how your habits work. And if you can understand how your habits work, you can begin to figure out how to diagnose your habits and create more better ones, stronger, more uh, influential to your life, to your family, to your vision, to your goals. And if you can, you know, I would always say this, if you can dive into any book to learn how to, you know, do a garden or how to do marketing or how to, you know, find that perfect date, you can dive in to learn a little bit about how you work as a human being, how you work as a man, how you work as a woman, how you work as a couple, how you work when you are 
strategically always moving and trying to figure things out. See, when you look at your habits, you have, think of it as a circle. And to the left of that circle from about nine to 12, at nine o'clock, we're gonna call that our trigger point. That's the cue. This is the thing that winds up triggering us to do a certain thing. And sometimes that thing is, it could be a location, depending on where you are at home, you could be at work, it could, there could be this trigger that goes on that causes you to move into a, a negative routine or a routine that you don't like. Think about it, you know, I heard someone tell a story that they had a routine that they would get up from their desk at a certain time of day, go to their cafeteria, grab a cookie, and talk to friends, get back to their desk. And they did this every day to the point that they were grabbing extra snacks and they wound up gaining weight. And they realized this is not what I was really meaning to do, but there was a trigger. There was something that was going on and they first had to recognize what the trigger was. So now if you look at it and you say, okay, here's my trigger. Then the routine is activated. So just think about the routine lining up about 12 o'clock. So the trigger has happened and now you have been activated to move into the routine. Ultimately, when you do the routine, once that routine is uh, in action, you're ultimately looking for a reward. We don't know what that reward is sometimes because we haven't stopped to recognize what am I actually trying to reach? Think about when your phone rings and you answer a call or you see a text, you go and get that, you uh, respond to it, and then you wind up diving into your emails or you dive into social media. Most of the time that that habit is created because we are creatures of habit. But the cool thing about this is if you can recognize your habit that you have one, that it may not be something that you truly want to be dealing with, you can actually diagnose it and you can track it. The reason this is important is because in this day and age, we are moving into a place where we are moving almost, I think we are in our fifth week here in the USA. I know we're, we're I'm here in Las Vegas and because I always am fascinated with the mind and how things work and I had to deal with a lot of things in my own life, some things I had to get over. So I start learning about my triggers. I start learning about habits. I start learning about how the brain works. I start learning about me so that I can get to where I needed to be to accomplish what to me was placed in front of me. So if you can create a tracking system to be able to recognize your habit loop, you can recognize the good habits. You can also recognize the bad habits. Now, one of the things that I do is my system is my first point is understanding what is this habit? What is the thing that I'm doing that I do not want to do? I used to, after a long day, I would sometimes sit down and I would pick up my iPad and I may play a game of 2K. Then sometimes I may sit down and I may binge watch about four or five episodes. I'm really tired. I'm really done for the day. And I wound up looking and realizing I was doing this every single day that I say it was calling me. At that particular time of the day, it would call me and I would go to that routine. And I realized what my reward was. I was just trying to not think. 
That's it. See, I found out that I am adult ADHD, which is my superpower. I learn how to use it and harness it. And but in that, my mind would run. I could go to bed. My mind would fully run. So I tested new things by tracking my day on when certain habits would queue up when they would be triggered. So if you're thinking about, okay, let me figure out how I can track my habit. What can I do right now to start tracking my habit? And I'm not talking about writing detailed notes because you know that right there in itself is a habit that you have to really know how to do and be diligent at it. And sometimes we're just not you know, analytical people. Some creative people are not as detailed. But here's an easy way that I think could possibly help you. Track it by the morning your morning routine, track it by the actual activation of your day. When you go to work, when you actually are in your day, when that, that first bell sounds, that, that, that uh, starter pistol goes off and you're off to the races. Then track your midday. Where is your lunchtime? Where is that time where you have to back away? Then you have your end of the day. That's when work is done. And now you're possibly coming home or you're shutting the, the computer down. For some of us that may, we may extend that, but that's another part of the day. And then the last part is bedtime. So if there's a habit that you realize that you're doing, lay it on that formula. Where is this queued up in what time of the day is it queued up? And sometimes when you're able to reflect on the things that are going on with you, you automatically see what you're reaching for. And the reward is not sometimes what you're doing. It's what it's allowing you to experience. You know, I heard the person that talked about the cookie when they, they tried to change up the system to the point they didn't go to the cafeteria. They just took a walk. They tried to implement, implement new things so that it wouldn't go back into the same trend. And when they finish tracking themselves, all they really wanted was the relationship time. So they bypassed the cafeteria and went and had conversations with their, their colleagues, their coworkers. And they were able to realize all they needed for that moment was some interaction, which is very hard right now when we're living in a time of social distancing. See, that habit in itself can cause some major trauma in us and it can become a habit that we don't even realize is detrimental to us as being human beings. We, there's been studies that have shown babies that do not have inter interaction with a human being, any touch will not survive. And now we're, we're testing that out on us as adults, if you really think about it. Yeah, maybe right now you're a little afraid, but eventually you're going to need human interaction. And this fear thing that's going on inside of us, I understand the situation is bad. But what will be worse is when we create a new society that's now locked in by habit, because we've went the habit duration. What I mean by that, you know, there's different studies. There's some that have proven 21 days, 22 days, 30 days is a time for you to re uh, change a habit and become uh, move in a different direction. But this is what I found from experience. And I think everyone is a little different. You have to find your place. 22 days repeated three times. There's this neuroscientist that broke it down that the first 22 days is you getting to that place of actually being able to 
have your your neurons your the the tree the uh that that's sprouting up from these thoughts and these habits start to switch and go a different direction they rewiring start to do something different because you are now no longer following the same routine the second 22 days is for you to lock it in and the third 22 days is for you to actually be changed and I would always say, go and look, go and learn. What can you learn about knocking out this habit loop and becoming a better person? I think it's very crucial. See, I've learned that my habits were a gift. It is a superpower that is given to us because the more we do anything, that's why we idolize some of our business professionals and athletes and singers. And they're like, they're so great. But they're not great because of just the talent. Yes, they were given a piece. If you don't have a vocal, if you can't sing, doesn't no matter how many hours you put at it, you will not be as good as those that actually have a natural singing voice. But the talent is 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 built by repetition, by habits, not by just mastery. Mastery is a is a is what you is the byproduct of you putting in the time. But truly, it's the habit that you're creating. You know, I call this, this our habit a God code. It's something that has been ingrained in every human being, and it is built on the law of cause and effect, which is actually action and reward. And if you are able to recognize what action and reward means, it doesn't mean you're going to get everything that you want because sometimes the reward is negative because if you do negative actions you get a negative result you do positive actions you get a positive result and the more you repeat those things you're going to keep getting that in abundance so you know go back and diagnose what habit is going on make sure as you're looking at this particular time in mankind in history where we are being told to be away from people not work Take assistance. What habits will form? Even as business owners, we are now about to be ingrained to go into more debt because we're not just getting loans to uh, thrive. We're getting loans to survive. And if you only are able to survive with this money, eventually it could cause you to die. So in this process, make sure you're looking at what habits you can create, what new skills you can bring on to offset what's truly going on right in front of us. Because your habits don't judge right or wrong. Cause and effect doesn't judge. It only gives you the, the mature fruit. Like I say in, you know, you got your conscious way of thinking and once it's moved from your conscious thinking into your subconscious, your subconscious is like pure soil, the pure soil of mankind, only producing mature fruit based on the seed that you've planted. Do you get what that is? Whatever you are planting consciously inside of yourself, the actions you do repetitively is literally going to produce only mature fruit. It doesn't judge whether it's good or bad. It's just going to give it right back to you based off of what you planted inside. Think about that. 
The other thing is your habits attract subhabits. And if you can get this insight, I know it will help you. I know some of us have read books. It's not about the just the information. I don't want you to listen to this broadcast and go off and keep doing the same exact thing. Choose to change. That's a choice. I hear um, there's a new product for those that are helping, you know, men and women lose weight. And it's called Noom. In what was I never tried it. I researched it because well, we were looking to try to get into a program and we wanted to move into a lifestyle more than some type of diet thing. You know, luckily, I went into the keto side. My wife went into um, I think she was doing more of very low carbs and meat, like kind of similar to paleo um, to to try to get ourselves, get our health back. But we needed to make sure we wanted to build it off of a lifestyle. And when I dove into the keto side, because I looked at Noom, I realized it was psychology behind this. I said, okay, they're talking about the psychology of what it takes to take control of your body. But to take control of your body, you have to create new habits. And what I learned, even in the keto side, that there was sub habits that were developed. I'll give you an example. You think about a fitness trainer or even a person that's that's diving themselves into giving themselves over to fitness and they want to be healthier, stronger. Well, what happens? The sub habits come to they have to start eating better. And if they're able to go the, the, the length of the, I would say the three to four weeks of eating right, they usually can go pretty well. Now eat better, they drink more water, they have more energy. They start dressing differently. They start keeping up with themselves differently. That top habit now is allowing or attracting sub habits. Think about those that are gaming all single every day and are binge watching TV. What happens? They get no mental growth, no true mental stimulation for bettering themselves. So they don't dream. They don't have a vision. There's laziness that comes with it. They wind up eating more. They wind up being disconnected from family. This stuff is really important for you to understand your habit loop and how you can overcome it. So some of the things that I've done is micro movements and I call it our micro actions. I take small habits and usually I try to find the ones that will have more sub habits that come from it. That's all I focus on. So say, for instance, you know, you work a lot and you're waking up groggy and you're basically burning the candle at both ends. What do you need to do to start to create a habit? First of all, you're going to have to face the anxiety because you created a habit that is now ingrained in you. And now you're going to do something different, but you have to now replace it with something. That's key. You can't just stop. You have to replace it with something. This is you understanding how habits work. So I wanted to go to bed a little earlier. For me, I had to take melatonin to just knock me out because my mind was still moving. It was still going. No matter how much I accomplished for the day, it would still go. I just realized I had a very active mind. So melatonin helped me. And... I will allow it to just put me out. I may 
sit in the bed or sit in a chair. I may watch some cartoons. I didn't watch any type of shows that would uh, get me get me going too much. Uh, 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 Cause the adrenal glands to be heightened. But I had to do something to replace it. Then I wanted to wake up in the morning. So I wanted to be a part of the 5 a.m. club. And if you haven't read that, it's a great book. You should read it because people that do this usually achieve some great things in their life because they're already up before everyone is diving into their day. You're just kind of rolling over for that, that last cycle of sleep. But this habit, I realized that I was getting up before my day truly was when I was ready to work, people were still just waking up. I'd already got up. I went into my meditation. I did my prayer. I read something to uh, feed my mind. I had my coffee and I would go to the gym. And when I got back, I was able to go to work before the day truly even started. Do you know how much of, of strength and, and energy you have when you're able to dive in your day the way you want? You're not waking up to emails. You're not waking up to text messages. This is you controlling your habit. So as you're diving into uh, this lifestyle change and all the things that's going around, I want you to really think about who you want to be. Are you going to do it now? Are you going to continue to sit there and allow life to happen to you? Because you won't understand how it works. There's a code to everything in this world. I call it the God codes. Some call it the God keys. They're both the same. But there's codes that if you are able to recognize them and understand how they work, you would be able to do and accomplish anything you want in your life. Now, one key thing that I want you to think about is you're going to have to understand willpower as you are changing your habit loops. Because willpower is a, a is a major piece of it. If you know, you know, if you are one of those people that uh, says, you know, I have two personalities when it comes to my day. I know I do. I have what I call there's Michael. That guy's a winner. Then there's Gus. That guy does not like Michael. And, you know, when I realized I said, now, I don't have a split personality, but I had to recognize what was going on. So I labeled them. I woke up in the morning, I had my, my bulletproof coffee, I read, I did all of this, and that night, Gus came on, and Gus wanted to eat whatever. I could have eaten great all day. My willpower was gone, was shot, because I was in meetings all day, answering emails, working on projects, setting up projects, going back into conference calls. So when it came down to the end of the day, I had no more willpower to restrain myself from doing, I would say harm to my mind and my body because there's so many ways, you know, it's bad when you have to go online and figure out, let me Google top things I, I can do to relax. Cause I didn't know how to relax. That's why I wound up picking up, you know, my 2k game. And that's why I started watching TV because it was the only way I could shut off. But when I realized what willpower does, willpower is a muscle. Think about it. The more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. Willpower helps you to focus on the the task at hand, but willpower gets depleted. Your willpower will be depleted. And the only way you can replenish it 
is to step away. Make sure you eat something that's not going to make you groggy. Make sure you pour something positive in your mind. Sometimes it's just getting quiet, taking a walk, not just sitting there doing something opposite of what you were doing. You have to replenish your willpower. See, there was a study. I call it the cookie and the radish in the puzzle. There was a study that had two groups and they separated these groups. And one group was giving a bowl of cookies. They can eat as many cookies as they want. The other group was given radishes. And if you've ever eaten radishes, you know where this story could be going. So after a time span, they were now given a puzzle to do. The ones that had the cookies, they were able to go in and mull around and start putting the puzzles together. The group that only had the radishes, when they came up to the puzzle, they became very frustrated, even to the point they're like, we don't want to do this experiment anymore. I'm done. Because they had used all their willpower not to eat the red, the reddish because they were not. Once they chose the reddish, they could not go and eat the cookies. So they had no more willpower to sustain them through the project. It was just frustration. You got to think about what's going on in your life right now. Maybe you're lucky enough to still be working, still be grinding this out, hustling out, trying to figure out how to get to this next phase, how to move past survival and start to thrive. But you have to ask yourself in this time, this time period, this lockdown, are you creating habits that's going to get in the way? Are you now waking up later? Are you going to bed later? Are you drinking more? I want this to be a show that will help you reconnect with you because it's so key that we are doing what's necessary. I I am sorry to say that, you know, I believe that psychology is being played on us as mankind. There's a lot of things that we're going to see that's not even been revealed yet after all of this is over. And we're going to have to face that. Because once these habits where we are now been in survival, we're trying to figure out we're hungry. We are, we have no hope. We don't know what we're going to do. First of all, because we put our hope in our government, we put our hope in man. You don't have to be a person of faith, but you have a creator. And if you begin to ask and seek, you'll get the answer. It's how it's helped me through the recession. It's how it's helped me after losing two of my startups over half a million loss. And I still got back up to the starting line to build another company and then to build a second company and to build a life for my family. I could not trust people in the, where I was hoping that they were going to do right by me, had bad partnerships, some things I did wrong. But I realized when I was able to say, you know what? I'm going to heed to your guidance. I'm going to learn what it means to walk in the God code. And in the middle of all that that's going on, I was able to sustain clients. I was able to stay busy in this whole breakdown, this whole meltdown. I had one day that I just did not know what to do. The rest of it, the next day, I kind of gave myself over to it. I just fell into what I would call a mini depression, anxiety, whatever it was. I just was numb. Because I've been so busy closing out projects, finishing things, trying to make sure clients stayed on, who was coming, who was going. I never got a chance to truly sit 
and realize what I was in. But in the process, I realized I'm 35 days in and I have some habit loops that are going on. I was a person that woke up pretty early in the morning. I had certain things going by a certain time of the day. Now these new habit loops are starting to try to form. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have to put a warning out. The warning is because we have no options. There's no more what we would call non-essential businesses to help us relax or release or groom or do anything. We only are living in a survival type lifestyle. There's hope that it's lost and you start to form habits. And in that, you start to lose your identity. So in all of this, I want you to really think about some key things that you could be doing to offset this. For one, recognize that you are creating habits whether you want to or not. You have the ability to diagnose them and track them and activate anything you could do to stop them with micro movements. If you're able to to really stop for a moment, evaluate what's going on and see what you want, because guess what? If you want to achieve it, you can, you can gain more willpower, grow the willpower muscle to change these habits if you have a direction. See, the longer they keep us in this place of uncertainty, the harder it will be for you to choose a direction. The longer we stay in uncertainty, the longer it is, the harder it is for us to plot out a course. So you have to make your own certainties. You have to choose your own direction. Learn a new skill. Dive in more on your craft. There's a great book I think you should read. It's called The Talent Code. I think this book is awesome because it gives you some key insights to how the brain works. I love what they say. Greatness isn't born. It's it's grown. Greatness isn't born. It's grown. Just as I say, genius isn't born. It's released. We already have it inside of us. It's up to us to recognize it. So in all of this, you know, we have a long road ahead of us. It's not going to be easy. This is a process. We all know that. But you got some decisions to make. And I'm warning you right now. You're going to face this. And hope you have, in all this time that we have, we you have enough time to sit and listen to this while you're maybe walking or cleaning up or trying to figure out the next thing. There's enough information out there, people, for you to figure this all out. And I think a cool thing you can do is start understanding how you mind, because the key is the more you know, the more understanding you get, the more wisdom you're able to walk in. That's a circle. You get knowledge, you get understanding, you get wisdom. Then I'll say it like this. You go and get the knowledge. The knowledge implemented will start to give you understanding. The understanding implemented over and over again will begin to give you wisdom. And it works in a circle over and over again. 
So I want you to go out there and start figuring out your cues, what's triggering these current habits, what's the routine, what is the actual routine, walk out the routine, what's the reward so you can figure out what, maybe you can bypass some of this stuff to get right to the reward with a better habit. And that's it. As you're listening to the show, please go to our website, canvaslive.com and subscribe. That's K-A-N-V-S-L-I-V-E.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you know, but I really would prefer you go to the, the website and subscribe because we know that there's censorship and we're going to be getting even more vocal because I know that there's a generation that's not going to sit back and allow things to happen to us. This is Michael Durant with Canvas. Your life is full of paintbrushes and the canvas is yours. So paint away. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Canvas with Michael Durant. We are always looking to inspire you with people, stories, insights, and things that matter. All politics aside, of course. So visit us online at canvaslive.com. That's K-A-N-V-S live.com. Or follow us on Instagram at canvaslive. If you have what it takes to be a guest, visit canvas.com slash influence to be considered one of our influencers. Until next time, life is a canvas, so paint away.